Good morning and happy Friday. I'm Ryan File, and you're listening to First Thing, the Mail Tribune top story podcast with new episodes released most weekdays. If it's your first time, I just go over the day's main headlines. It takes just a few minutes. So here are the top stories for Friday, August 17th, 2018. First up, opponents of a proposed natural gas pipeline and export facility rally in Medford Thursday to urge the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality to deny state permits for the project. Canadian energy company Pembina wants to build a 229-mile, 3-foot diameter underground pipeline that would cut through several southwest Oregon counties on its way to a proposed export facility near Coos Bay. The Pacific Connector Pipeline project and the accompanying Jordan Cove Export Facility are under review by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission and state agencies, including DEQ. At the DEQ office in Medford, project opponents turned in boxes that symbolically represented the more than 25,000 comments already submitted to the state agency about the natural gas project. The boxes contained hundreds of additional comments for DEQ, which is accepting public input through Monday. Maya Gerard of the No LNG Exports campaign said the thousands of comments already received set a new record for the number of comments received by DEQ for a project of this type. She said officials have told opponents the vast majority of comments are against the pipeline and export facility. It shows the massive opposition to this project, she said. Shady Cove area resident Bob Barker, whose property would be crossed by the pipeline, said it makes no sense for a Canadian company to be able to use eminent domain to access the property of unwilling American landowners, especially when the company wants to ship natural gas overseas. Barker noted similar iterations of the project have been rejected by the federal government in the past. And we are going to defeat this thing, he vowed. Next up. The southern edge of the Klondike fire, burning only a few miles from Selma, has kept firefighters hopping since flames spotted across the river Saturday night, and quickly became established about five miles up the wild and scenic Illinois River corridor. The blaze has edged farther south, threatening vital communication towers on Eight Dollar Mountain, where a tongue of fire started climbing uphill. Fire managers had hoped to contain the Klondike north of Illinois River Road, a good defensive position to protect both Selma and the rest of the Illinois Valley. Though now, with fire behind the mountain, the new plan is to keep it right there, until firefighters can, quote, chase the fire to the west toward the Chetco Bar fire footprint, where it's expected to settle down. Priority one is to check the southern spread of the fire, said Operations Section Chief Russ Long Thursday morning. Because heading further south, he said, there's really no other good opportunities to, quote, push fire back up toward the Chetco burn. Long hopes that if the fire does move farther south, the weather will cooperate to allow for more burnouts and aviation support. More southern movement almost seems inevitable, as incident meteorologist Jeff Tonkin said that historically, fires always tend to move to the southwest over time. And last up, Pacific Power has dropped a $137 opt-out fee for Oregonians who don't want a smart meter installed at their residence, a company representative said Wednesday. Oregon's Public Utility Commission, Tuesday in Salem, approved the utility's request to drop the opt-out fee, Christina Kruger, regional business manager, told the Talon City Council, but a $36 monthly meter reading fee remains. Talent was among the communities that raised concerns about the smart meters and opt-out fees, with the council passing a resolution July 3rd calling for fee reductions. Upon a lot of public feedback regarding that fee and looking at that fee, we decided it was in the best interests of our customers to try to roll that fee back. It was effective as of today, said Kruger. 
It was pretty plain to us by the comments of the commissioners and the commission staff that we were tasked to go back to make a determination on how those costs or any future costs for opt-outs will be recovered. The utility will evaluate the impact of smart meter installations and return to the commission later to report on costs of reading analog meters, which could affect the monthly fees. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories and others at our website, mailtribune.com, all free to read. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.